Hello, everybody. Welcome back to X Fangirl. Um, I hope you're all fucking crushing it right now today. Speaking of crushing it, I'm here with a woman who crushes it every single day, uh, Scarlett Gabriel, who uh, just came off pre-pandemic, uh, starred in the musical Six on the Breakaway Cruise, um, and now I believe she's taking a photo of me um, via, <laughs> via Zoom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so yeah... So, yeah, how are you, Scarlett? Hey, yeah, I'm good. So we were on Bliss. I was part of Bliss 2.0. That's right. That's right. I, yeah. I, I, like, went through my head. I'm like, was she Breakaway or Bliss? <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. We're, we're all family, darling. We're all family. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm all good. And, yeah, happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So this is our second time recording this because I don't know how to do anything. And, uh... <laughs> I, I fucked up the last one on Anchor. Um, by the way, like, this is sponsored by Anchor. Um, I'm just the one that fucked up. It's not Anchor's fault, so please still use Anchor. Um, but, but, yeah, so Scarlett was in, uh, she is a, uh, British actress who has been in multiple productions, um, on cruises and touring casts. She did, um, Six the Musical, um, as Anna of Cleves, one of my favorite characters in the show. I'm a big, big Six fan, um, which is why I I was so excited to connect with her, and she's also um, in my industry as well as a uh, as a business and life co- uh, not life coach. Um, are you a life coach or are you yeah. life coach and money coach? Um, yeah, so many coaches out there, so many different, so many niches to to pick from. So um, yeah. those are my two interests: are six the musical and online business. My only two interests. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so. I, I like to talk to uh, people from Six. Like, I talked to Alicia um, a few episodes ago, Alicia Corrales Connor, who was in the original Bliss cast. Um, and uh, something I really love about Six is the um, is the fandom. Are you still recording me? Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is, this no, is great. Some, yeah. This is great. Yeah, um, Scarlett is <laughs> documenting this, uh, this occasion. Um, so something... <laughs> Something I love about Six is the uh, the okay. fandom, the queendom. I find it to be very wholesome, and as someone who is and was a musical theater fangirl, I'm obsessed with it. So, what do you uh, what do you think of the whole queendom thing? Um, how have they welcomed you into the family? Um, yeah, so I think the queendom is fantastic, and I absolutely uh, love them. I think the the concept, the vibe. The energy, literally everything about it is amazing because it is a really supportive environment. You know, the queendom embodies us as queens on stage. It embodies all of the fan base. It embodies all of the creatives. And I think, like, you know, whether we're talking about shows or whether we're talking about general daily life, we can have things that are, you know, like groups of people that form and there's a there's an inside and an outside if that makes sense but I feel like the queendom is literally everyone is welcome Mm -hmm. every you know all of us and I don't think it's just you have to be a six fan to be part of the queendom I I just feel like it's such an empowering thing in general that we're all in the queendom the world is the queendom do you know what I mean (laughs) yes um for sure and I love it and six is such an empowering musical in of itself and it encourages you know the theme of women not competing with each other and us all empowering each other and fixing each other's crowns which I think it's such a such a great 
musical for especially young people to see. And um, a good chunk of the queendom is is uh, very young and everything, and yeah. they are very passionate. Um, a lot of times on this show, I kind of talk about the toxicity of like theater fans, but I feel like Six is kind of the exception to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm very much, you know, from... Obviously, I'm a performer, but I'm also very big on my self-empowerment, life empowerment. That's why I became a life coach. That's why I'm a money coach. That's why I do what I do. I believe in excellence in performance, both on stage and in everyday life. So, um, you know, for me, the the vein of six and the empowerment and all of that, it was, it was, I was definitely very excited to be a part of that show because it felt right for me at the time of my life if that makes sense where so the show before that was kinky boots and i did again it was that thing of i love this it's a message of empowerment and be who you want to be and don't don't be put off and be different and be quirky and you know what you're going to kill it no matter what and then six group built on that for me it was not only all of that that you've just had from kinky boots but actually let's add to it let's add in some female empowerment now Mm -hmm. and let's you know get rid of hierarchy we've got six banging queens on this stage none of them are better than the other you know we're just all here supporting each other and like you said fixing each other's crowns and i am so all about that so it for me it's just a massive joy to know that i'm a part of a show that i truly believe in and can live my life by and do live my life by that's amazing that's amazing it's such a such a powerful piece and like you said like everyone on stage is just equally talented it's very much an ensemble piece and it's very much like everyone supports each other and you can just tell that on stage um i haven't seen it in the uk but i did see it in boston two years ago i'm seeing it again um on broadway in a few weeks so i'm really excited about that once broadway reopens and i think i'm seeing it on the cruise too i'm going to the breakaway cruise later on this year so i am excited i yeah I, i haven't seen it quite as many times as the uh as the london fans but i i I love it nonetheless and um something that I love about it is just that it's an ensemble piece and everybody is just on par with each other no pun intended um but yeah <laughs> and I I think Cleves um is such a powerful character and I've told you this before but like you embody that character so well because she's Whoa. such she's so like her in particular is just so powerful and so much like she gives no fucks and just kind of does her own thing um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love me. Yeah, and I I feel like I feel like that's that's you in general and you're also like a no bullshit person just as like meeting just in talking to you in the past and everything. Um so how yeah. did you how did you like embody uh Cleves in this production? Yeah, so I mean my kind of life into Six, I didn't know about Six the musical cuz I, you know, my life as a performer, I've done a lot of like mainstream tv singing gospel choir uh you know celebrity backing vocals wedding singer functions all of that um and so musical theater is newer to me and so therefore i'm not necessarily fully versed in all of the different types of shows and stuff but when we were in kinky boots everyone was going on about six and running around singing six and i was like i don't, I don't what, what, what's going on what what is this and then basically i got an audition for it and i was like oh i better learn what it is mm-hmm. <laughs> and so getting into that i was given three different sets of characters songs uh, and obviously one of which was cleaves and as it's like i felt 
although I let's just put it like this although I found other songs more enjoyable on a first glance when I actually opened my mouth and started doing Cleves I was like oh oh actually oh actually yeah I'm Cleves because (laughs) (laughs) for me it was like I remember learning um Heart of Stone and I was like this is just the most beautiful epic ballad like I love it and then no way I hadn't heard the full bit of no way I uh, you know it was more like the bridge um but I did like when I listened to it I was like oh yeah the Latino oh yeah oh yeah because I love I love me a bit of bashment a bit of reggae Mm -hmm. so I was like yes I love that vein but then as I was singing it even though I was still liking it I was just like okay and then when it went to Cleves it was just a completely different energy kind of came over me and I came more into my own and and the reason I I say it like that is because my background is from devised theatre so my background is all about being a creator of work and and just doing it you know not being told what to do how to do it where to act where to stand like you just do what you want so being able to start singing Cleves I just really felt super comfortable and literally almost created my own mini production of the song so when I and I just felt so comfortable with it and it was just like do you know what not in a bad way obviously I can sing but I don't even need to try because this song doesn't require you to try singing because it's actually a bit of a rap yeah but it was like I, I was able to spend more time messing with the words and the delivery and and then when I did the actual physical audition, I literally, for me, I put on this miniature production of this song. Oh and I literally, I really was like, I don't care. I rocked up in my gold dress, like gold jumper dress with my little heel boots. And I was like, yeah, I'm a queen. I'm going to sit on this chair. I'm going to go grab a chair, first of all. <laughs> I'm going to create my own throne up in this audition room. Oh, my God. that's th- Those are my favorite auditions when they just pull up a yeah. chair and they're like, this is my prop. Literally. Literally <laughs> like, this is me. And I just sat there and I did it and I felt so comfortable. And I, I mean that in a sense of there's so many different roles and things that we can do. And, and auditions aren't the most comfortable of things, let's be real. But I in that moment I felt so comfortable I felt whether I get this job or not I've done myself proud and I have been a hundred percent Scarlett Gabriel that's amazing that's amazing and Cleves is definitely one of those roles that you have to like fully embody to like kind of get that like I saw Brittany Mack play Cleves and she's just like incredible to watch on stage and I feel like to be Cleves and then you know there's videos from West End Live of Alexia doing it and it's just like every Cleves just brings their own energy to it and it's just like you have to like fully embody and just claim the stage as your own which all the queens have to do that but I think like especially Cleves because that's just her character and stuff and she's like one of the only i think she's the only queen that like didn't have a terrible life and she just like she just fucking owns it it's so good it's like do you know what henry needed me more than i needed him i'm rich actually i'm rich already like whatever i'm gonna carry on doing what i want to do and just happen to be married with it whatever (laughs) yeah it's it's just incredible to watch and i i love I love the whole, like, how she plays with the costume and stuff like that, like, throughout the song, like, taking off the coat and all of that. Um, Oh, my God. I have a story. Oh, yeah. So, when we were on stage, you know, one of four times, uh, (laughs) global pandemic ruining my run, but anyway, whatever, um, 
there was this moment where my I was sweating so much that the the earpiece like fell out. So I had one one earpiece in, one earpiece out, and I was like obviously trying to listen to the music in the one ear. <laughs> and then we got to the section, and the second one dropped out. <laughs> oh my god. So I was fully performing and couldn't hear anything in my ears, which basically means I can't hear the girls to harmonise with them mm-hmm. and I can't hear the band properly. I can only hear the live stage, which, mm-hmm. as you know, it, it changes and you do need that extra support in your ear. So, but what was perfect, I think I, I think I forgot about this moment. You've just kind of reminded me of it. And basically, it, it so both of them fell out. And you know the moment where I take the jacket off? Mm-hmm. And you pause, so I get to pause for ages. And in this pause, I'm obviously giving it full-blown, yeah, whatever, I'm full-blown cleaves. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, how on earth am I going to get this thing back in my ear? (laughs) (laughs) So I basically, and and throughout it, some of the girls had tried to, like, give it back to me, and it didn't quite work. So then in that moment, full-blown, perfect cleaves, do whatever the hell you want, whenever you want. I took the longest gap ever, you know, rode that horse all the way, and then literally went, picked up my thing and went, plopped it back in my ear. Oh, I love and that. And then it's like, carry on kind of thing. And I it was love like, that. Ah! I love that. It was that. Like a little mic drop moment. It was sick. That's so <laughs> funny. I love that. And that's such a, that's, like that's perfect timing. Yeah. I feel like, like no matter what happens in that song, as long as you can like roll with it, it's fine. Yeah. Like I, um, yeah. I like my big theater experience for like the, like for four years was um doing Rocky Horror, doing the shadow cast for that. And it was the same with Frankenfurter. Like if you fuck up as Frankenfurter, it's like just play it off. Like as long as you yeah. have that energy still going on. Like yes. I feel like Cleese yeah. also has Frankenfurter energy, just like owning the stage and everything. Yeah. Um yeah. but I, I love that. And that takes like that takes like a really like I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I, I do have a theater background, hair flip. Um <laughs> but I feel like that's something that like uh you really like that actors really have to learn and everything is learn how to play off that stuff while also in character yes and i think that's where my devised theater was you know a perfect example of it being super helpful because obviously it's not to say if you're not from a devised theater that you won't know how to improvise your way through through a mess up on stage of course we've all done it however the 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 underground like learning that we get from that device theater world i i I think it definitely prepares you for it a lot better Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like you take risks more in device theater like that's the whole point you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely yeah it was it was yeah it's good (laughs) i love that i love that um so yeah like with um with with the queendom and everything i know you were you really got like a warm welcome when you were announced and everything um especially on instagram um how how was that for you how empowering was that oh i mean it was amazing so i got a mess direct messages from lexi and shaka saying like welcome to the queendom and i was like oh my god like both at completely different moments you know isolated and i was like oh my god that's just like amazing and so beautiful it was like welcome fellow cleaves lovely to have you as part of the queendom you're gonna kill it you know live your best life rock that stage and i was just like oh that is so beautiful um and that just goes to show you know they did that behind closed doors you know nobody told them to do it nobody you know it, it literally that's who they are as people and and that's 
what I'm talking about, about the, the queendom and, and the way it genuinely is this beautiful, warm place. Um, and then with the fans, you know, literally like 500 fans overnight, it's like, oh my God, we've got a new Cleese, yay! Oh my God. <laughs> and then everyone was, yeah, messaging going, can't wait to see your mega mix, you know, can't wait to see you as Cleves and well, well done, congratulations on getting the job and, you know, I'm going to fly out and make sure I watch it and just literally, it was just... It was just amazing, and I could feel, genuinely could feel all love and no bad vibes, which was amazing. That's awesome. Are there any mega sixes that exist for your cast? <laughs> like, any video? Are there any, like, videos of mega sixes that exist for your cast? I know the pandemic kind of threw a wrench in it. Yeah, so, I mean, we did get to perform four times. Mm -hmm. So, if people did record that, then they do exist. Mm-hmm. I, Basically. <laughs> I know I know you say in the song that you're you're allowed to record that part of the show and everything which is yeah yeah especially like are there different rules on the cruise about recording because I've seen a lot more recordings of the cruise just floating around TikTok and everything are there like different rules on there um no so in general the mega mix is designed as a celebration mm -hmm. for everyone and that's another wonderful beautiful thing about six mm -hmm. it's designed as we know everyone kind of can't necessarily make it to the theaters mm -hmm. and things like that but we still want to share our love our joy mm -hmm. with you so even if you can't watch the whole show here's this section that you can enjoy and live mm -hmm. your best life with mm -hmm. um so in that general respect it it, it that is the blanket rule if mm. that makes sense yeah. like in general no phones throughout the production for copyright but actually this area is specifically designed that you can take photos i love that uh, yeah yeah when i saw it in boston the theater just had a rule to not record at all so i was i was really bummed about that i really wanted to uh really wanted to record that part and i think it's the same on broadway i think it's just the rules oh, in certain hey. theaters that you can't watch it so they changed the lyrics uh, for, they changed yes. Cleve's line, um, but yeah, they they don't encourage that in on Broadway, which is kind of sad because we all want to see the Broadway cast oh, and everything, yeah. especially like the the understudies and all that and the alternates. Yes. Um, yeah. So that that was kind of a bummer, and I'm I kind of wish I could record it when I see it on Broadway because um, we got tickets for the Broadway reopening, and I'm really excited. Yay. It's almost my birthday, so it was a birthday present for me. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was great. And um, so as far as, like, touring life and cruise life, um, is that what you, like, prefer, or do you prefer to, like, kind of be in one place when it comes to uh, theater and performing? So I am a person who loves what I call a project-based life. Um, I love traveling, um, and I love traveling i love seeing the world i love singing and i love being paid to do all three at the same time yes. <laughs> so for me it's win 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 mm -hmm. um you know i i'll take either version it doesn't bother me but i genuinely do love to travel so even if i did stay in one place for a long time like i've done two different uk tours and uk concert tours and you know stayed quite solidly in the uk for certain periods of time but I will even if I'm not being paid to travel I will be on holiday you will see Mallorca pictures on my feed do you know what I, I mean love you that. Will see, I'm all about being all over this globe um so yeah I think it's just it's just the more you get into the industry you know and learn and realize what has what for you if that makes sense so for mm -hmm. example 
international tours you benefit from them for example sorting out all your accommodation for you like when i did ghost the musical in china um everything was five star four star hotels minimum do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's like you and you get catered to and catered for in a different type of way on an international tour Mm -hmm. a uk tour it's different because it's your homeland so although you don't get the that that kind of luxury lifestyle let's say you what you do get is the fact that your friends and family can come and watch you perform that's true (laughs) because not everyone's trying to fly to china do you know what i mean that's fair um so every element and that's why i love my project-based life because i learn something new in everything i do and that's really benefited me from a coaching perspective because and and as an industry mentor because it means if you come to me asking about cruise ships, I've got you. If you want to ask about UK tours, I've got you. If you want to ask about, re- you know, choirs, I've got you. TV, got you. Like, I've got a very varied background that I, I and I stay up with, stay on top of all of it, if that makes sense. So it's not like, oh yeah, back in the day I used to do this and now I don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I do it all and I, I love to continue to do it all. That's amazing. How is how else has a so you're in the same industry as me, like the coaching industry and stuff. And um, something that you kind of for those who don't know about the like online business industry, especially on Instagram, is that you kind of have to like find your own thing that sets you apart, like your own niche or just your own kind of thing that sets you apart and everything. And um, I kind of do the same thing with comedy, like how that's how I set myself apart in my marketing. So like, as far as like, from a marketing perspective, like, how do you use your ability as a performer to kind of feed into your online business? So the thing with me, again, if we take it back to Cleve's essence, is I like to do what I like to do, when I like to do it, how I like to do it. And one of the difficulties that I found originally with the online space is, you know, which I'm sure you know, it's everyone just telling you that you should do something one way or another way or, you know, do my program because I'll help you make a million pounds in 30 seconds and just all sort you know yeah it's just a bit ridiculous but the thing and so in 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 kind of direct answer to that question is I haven't focused on my marketing per se to say I am specifically trying to market in a certain way the thing that will always hold true for me is that I believe in excellence in performance both on stage and every day so for me it's not I'm just being me. I'm showing you who I am. I'm telling you how I can help you. And if that resonates with you, it resonates with you. And Mm -hmm. if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm not going to change who I am, what I do, how I do it, just because Instagram's new algorithm has told me to. Like, I can't be dealing with that. Oh, my God. It's so (laughs) much. It's so much. No way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I specialize in social media just as a social media mentor, and it's so exhausting. I kind of... For being someone who's a social media mentor, I ignore the algorithm so much because it doesn't it doesn't matter. Exactly. And I think that's it. It's 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 that thing again of if you're constantly trying to follow the crowd. I think Instagram algorithm, no offense, is a perfect example of what can happen if you try to follow the crowd. And mm. I'm not gonna lie, I did try and jump on this. Yeah. Let me do this. Someone said to do this, let me try that. And then I got to a point where I was like this is too much mm-hmm. you're changing what you want from me every five seconds and actually i'm not happy doing it this way and and if i'm not happy then 
how can I, basically for me, it's important. How can I coach people to live their best life if I'm not living my best life? It doesn't make sense to me. Right. So if something's making me unhappy or I'm not enjoying it, I've got to ditch it because otherwise I can't coach with the honesty and integrity that I want to coach with. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's, that's totally true. And you have to, it's so important to have integrity within that kind of coaching thing because coaches get a bad rep for being like fake or whatever. And it's so important to come from a place of integrity and from a place of like genuinely wanting to help people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going back to the fangirl thing, I know I asked you this before I fucked up this recording, but, um, (laughs) what, what is your, like, what do you fangirl over? And especially when you were younger, like what, what have you fangirled over in your life? Um, so I'm obsessed with Cisco. Um, and I was telling you last time of my amazing meeting with Cisco that I used the power of power of, you know, laws of attraction and positive vibrations to manifest my second meeting with the superstar thong song man himself. Mr. <laughs> <Cisco>. <laughs> Love that. And, you know, I went from I just want to see Cisco to no, I want to have a conversation with Cisco. And I did that. Uh, long story short. Um, so Cisco's always been been my guy, my dude. And also the Spice Girls. And actually, recently, I will show you, you can't see it because we're in podcast land, but I was just um, in the Sun newspaper, which is a major Amazing. national uh, newspaper in the UK. I think it must be around the world. I think, um, I think it is have- here too. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we have uh, the Sun magazine, uh, the Sun newspaper, and Fabulous magazine was part of that, and they did a special feature on the Spice Girls, which I'm showing right now, but you guys can't see because we're in podcast land. And I got to have a feature in it talking about my love and obsession with the Spice Girls. I love that. So that's my original kind of fangirl. Lifestyle. I love that. I love that, and uh, that's that's amazing. And how, how have the Spice Girls and Cisco influenced your like performing life? So I think so. In terms of the, I'll go straight to Spice Girls because that's what the article was about. So mm-hmm. the Spice Girls, it was about you know them being five individuals who rocked up and said, "Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to do it. I'm going to dress how I want. I'm going to run up and down the stairs of this, you know, of my wannabe video, caught wreaking havoc, how I want." But it was all done with love and light and fun and girl power. And so I think, you know, from an early age that has stuck with me of individuality and, you know, if these five random chicks from all over the wherever including you know up north where i'm from if they can become global superstars by literally just being themselves and not not bowing down to all the the bs everyone wants to throw at them then actually yeah why can't i not that i sat there and actually thought like that but that definitely was a sentiment that ran through i would always talk about girl power always everything i signed off for like my teenage years was girl power peace and love and stuff (laughs) i love that i love that That's so funny. And you told me this um, last time we tried to record this, but what is your cringiest fangirl moment that you've ever had? I mean, so that's my Cisco story where I basically, long story short, obviously, like I've just said, I wanted to, you know, manifest me in Cisco for the second time and having a conversation with him. Uh, I I got access to the club that he was in because my friend's 
friend was the promoter and then it was like how do we get into vip and then we got into vip and then i was like oh my god how do i sit next to him how do i talk to him and basically i got chatting to this guy who happens to be part of cisco's entourage and then he took us uh took me over so i was sat on the seat with cisco uh oh we did sing together we were singing unleash the dragon together obviously played in the love that love that kind of thing together which was that wasn't cringy because that was fun um (laughs) the the cringy part is where i'm sat next to cisco staring in his face bearing in mind i'm a bit drunk so therefore (laughs) what you think is a two second stare is actually like 15 seconds oh my god yes (laughs) staring at someone and then i was like you've got really beautiful skin oh my god his heart just turned around looked at me and was like thank you and i was like no really (laughs) (laughs) i just proceeded to talk the utmost rubbish to the poor man but i'm like bless his heart that's how you know he's so genuine and so lovely that he did not you know just get up and be like security security get this crazy chick away i love that that's that's so amazing i had a similar a kind of similar story when um i saw this uh this stage show what was it called this is our youth and um this was back in like 2014 and michael Sarah was in it which was like completely random and um i was a big fan of arrested development i always have been that show is fabulous and um i got super high before the show with my with my friend we we got like super fucking high on uh on weed and um the show ended and we were still high like somehow like we didn't even we smoked on like long island and took the train into the into new york into the city and then we saw the whole show and then we were still high um but before the show we said like okay when we meet michael Sarah, we have to give him totino's pizza rolls and we were like planning on this do you guys have totino's pizza rolls in the uk no, well, not that I know of. Oh, okay. They're basically, like, tiny, like, hot pockets, like, where it's, like, um, like, a little piece of dough wrapped around, like, basically all the ingredients for pizza on the inside, so they're, like, little bite-sized pizzas. They're amazing. They're amazing, especially when you cook them in the oven, and they're, like, super, they're super toasted and everything, um... But we, we scrapped that idea when we realized that they would probably thaw because they they come frozen and um, that they would probably thaw for the show. But when I went to stage door to meet Michael Sarah, you know, there's so much you can say to Michael Sarah, right? Like he's he, he's been in so much and he's done so many things that teenagers are, you know, Scott Pilgrim and all of that. And um, I when he came up to me in stage door, all I could say, I was still high, was we were going to bring you Totino's, but we didn't. That was all I said, and he was like, what are Totino's? Because he's Canadian, so maybe they don't have Totino's there. But I, he was like, what are Totino's? And I was like, they're pizza rolls. And he was like, are they the best pizza rolls in town? And I said, yes. And then he was like, cool, and walked away. And that was my whole interaction with Michael Sarah. So I feel you on the weird, like, inebriated conversations with celebrities. I know. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying to think if I've told that story before on this podcast, but whatever it's i'm telling it again because it's a funny story um i most of my celebrity encounters from back then included marijuana so like (laughs) but yeah but yeah um so yeah do you have uh any additional like fangirl stories that you want to like tell Which I'm working on. Uh, 
I, had, I literally had a conversation about it the other day because literally yesterday I had a photo shoot and interview mm-hmm. and we were talking about that from the life coaching, money coaching perspective. And it was just this, this thing of, I go so hard, like I'm a high achiever and a high performer. So I just go like, bang, 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 onto the next one, onto the next one, onto the next one, that sometimes I forget to actually stop, turn around and go, oh, oh, wow, you did that. So the reason I'm explaining it like that is because that's kind of the same with regards to any kind of celebrity meetings or whatever. I'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I just sang on stage with Peter Andre. Oh, okay, yeah, I just did this. Oh, okay, yeah, I just... (laughs) And then I kind of forget. But in saying that, I did just... It just literally jumped into my head that I did meet Gwen Stefani years ago probably at the height of her career i was walking around selfridges in london and i was i was just like is that Gwen Stefani? and then i walked up to her and i was really like nervous and shy and i was just like can i get a photo please and bless her heart she was a bit like she was almost like trying to not be seen even though she looked amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> and clearly glowing <laughs> do you know what i mean uh, but she was like trying not to be seen and was like oh you know do you mind if i don't and i was like again performer i get it like mm-hmm. you know you're on your day off you want to live your best life so i was like no no no, that's fine and i left her alone as quickly as possible to not create the the attention that she didn't want mm-hmm. um but she was bless her heart so that was cute and then actually i forgot we met was it was it cameron diaz I think it was Cameron Diaz actually in a club in West End. I was I can't even remember what the event was or whatever, but I just remember turning around and being like, "Is that Cameron Diaz?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, it was that kind of thing of the vibe of the club was very much like she's in there because she knows she won't be disturbed. So again, it was that kind of vibe of all right, performer to performer. I respect that you have, you're on your downtime. You want to chill out. I'm going to leave you alone and not bother. That's but it great. Was just like. <laughs> So, yeah. That's, I love that. I love that. I love how, because so many people, I feel like, uh, cross boundaries, but I feel like when you're a performer, you just kind of get it, um, yeah. which is which yeah. is the plus side to being a performer and everything. Uh, but yeah. yeah, to like wrap all this up, um, I wanted to ask if you had anything you wanted to promote a show or, you know, one of your coaching services or anything. Um, yeah, so I would just say, watch this space um currently in discussions for my next project slash show which would be super exciting and hopefully i get to announce that really really soon um so depending on when you hear this it might already be announced which would be amazing um so that's that um in terms of my services so what i do and who i am i am a performer first and foremost always will be hashtag life of a performer love it Uh, um, but on top of that so in in terms of those that skill set I love being an industry mentor. Um, So if you've got any questions, queries in regards to the industry, you know, like I said earlier, how do I do this? How do I do that? What should I do? I've got you, I've got you, holler at me. Um, And in terms of the coach inside, I'm a certified life coach um, and I have a lot of specialisms, which I haven't really written about, but basically because of my general lifestyle and, and my life story, you know, I kind of grew up poor, grew up in deprived areas, had you know family issues in the background domestic violence like all sorts so Mm. i suppose trauma is something i can definitely help with as well as overcoming trauma as well as mediation um and finding finding your voice and i mean that both in 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 every way finding Mm. your voice physically as a singer uh finding your voice if you're in a situation or a relationship or 
any type of relationship whether that's friendship or whatever that isn't serving you and you need to speak up and out that is what i'm about um in terms of the money coaching that is my newest uh thing um that's important to me because no matter what we do whether we're as a performer i still gotta pay for my singing lessons boo you know what i mean it's still you know as a as a coach you still gotta pay for your your scheduling tool and your this and your that Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day money is important we've all got life goals and we need money to achieve them so again i'm here to help you with that and and if you're uk based uh that is a free service uh specifically through one version of what i do um so in general i am very much just hit me up on instagram check out my website so my instagram is scarlet gabriel scarlet spelt with one t gabriel spelt as in the angel (laughs) love that and and um yeah so hit me up on instagram or my website which is scarletgabriel.com and programs and courses and things like that will evolve because like i said i do what i want when i want how i want if i feel that i that people need something i will change what i do to match that but not but that's coming from a place of genuine love and wanting to support people, not from a place of Instagram told me to do it. No, we don't have time for that. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That's amazing. I love that. And uh, my Instagram is Rachel Quint is a bad bitch. So um, check that out. <laughs> check that out and uh yeah i have some cool projects coming up as well um including with a certain performer and everything so that'll be that'll be fun um i'll be announcing that um in a little bit so yeah thank you so much scarlet for chatting and uh yeah i hope you have a fabulous day to everyone listening thank you you so much thanks guys yes Bye. bye